Hey, this is Ross Payton with Roleplay Public Radio. This is Game Designers Workshop, uh, episode 25. We're actually talking about Phase Anatomy, a medical mystery melodrama. Uh, there's a, I put too many M's in there. A, a, uh, a melodramatic medical mystery. Medical melodramatic mystery. It's All me. Right. It's Caleb. Yeah. <laughs> Caleb's yeah. back. Um, yeah, we uh, it's we've talked about this before, obviously on the podcast, but mm-hmm. it's finally, finally <laughs> getting to Kickstarter. <laughs> Jeez, okay. Well, yeah, uh, it's only been what two years, two and a half. Yeah, years? it's not that bad. Yeah, uh, for a development. Um, uh, yeah, I guess once you if your first game is Red Markets, then yeah, everything is well. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, when's Ruin coming to Kickstarter? Oh, ooh, oh, ooh, oh, yeah. 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 See, I can fire back. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm not. I'm not without. I'm my working thing. on. Uh, it's a zine now. Yeah. I'm willing to lay down my arms if you are. All but, right. Uh, yeah. All right. <laughs> I get it. Um. Yeah. So. Um. Yeah, let's uh, firstly, uh, for those of you who aren't familiar with uh, Phase Anatomy, what is the elevator pitch for the game? Uh, well, the first thing to know is that it's on Kickstarter, May 28th. Mm-hmm. But um, after that, Phase Anatomy is a melodramatic medical mystery RPG, uh, which means that it is meant to emulate uh, procedural medical dramas. So ER, Grey's Anatomy, Scrubs, um, that kind of thing. Shows about sexy, intelligent doctors doing irresponsible things in their personal lives and utterly professional things in their, you know, mm-hmm. professional lives. Um, the problem with doing that at a table, though, uh, from what I've discovered in experimenting, uh, is that it's very hard to do because most people do not actually have any medical training. Mm-hmm. And the people who write those shows don't have any medical training. Yeah. And that is all in added after the fact. So mm-hmm. the way phase anatomy works is that Instead of hiring an oncologist from John Hopkins to punch up your script, um, we're just going to pretend that magic works too. Uh, so you can just make up whatever bullshit you want and throw medical words at it, and it counts. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, it is a uh, ridiculously over-the-top garbage fire drama fest uh, with you know just insufferably weird magical people. Uh, that are, damn it, they're there to save lives. Uh, yeah, you know, so it is very much in that uh, emulationist school of game design mm-hmm. um, where you are trying to live out those TV serials we all grew up with, uh, but maybe don't have the uh, training in microbiology necessary <laughs> to sound like you know what the fuck yeah, you're talking weird. about. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so where, like, where did the idea come from? Like, what was it? Did you think of like uh, you want to do a game with these kind of mechanics first, or was it the theme first that really uh, jumped out at you? Um, it, well, I guess the tweet would probably be the the if I had to think about to like where where was the inspiration moment. It was just like I missed old medicine back when like mm-hmm. you got ghosts in your blood. You should do cocaine about it. Like, oh, that yeah, one. yeah. 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 Um, and then from there uh, we came up. I came up with the general idea of the list, mm-hmm. which is the, the DSMMM, mm-hmm. uh, which is the diagnostic manual of supernatural medicine. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is the 2D 100 list that makes up a supernatural disease. You have one side that's the super side and one side's the natural side and you combine two numbers and you make your special disease. 
Um, and I figured out like a way to group that numerically. So like five groups of 20 and then each group of 20 has five groups of four Mm -hmm. and each group of four. And then I figured out, well, if you did that and then you programmed all the symptoms correctly so that there wasn't overlap across the lists, Mm -hmm. you could give everything like a unique six symptom code. And then you could really have a game where there's 10,000 possible diseases. Um, And once I thought about doing that, I was so far away from composing the list that it took a long time to get there because the list is the core of the game that runs it. It's diceless. It's basically GMless. Um, but that list runs the game and I wanted it to be like a real game mechanic. I wanted mm-hmm. it to be challenging. I wanted it to be, um, have an active strategy to it. Uh, because while the game is basically, um, you know, fiasco set in a cartoon hospital, uh, it is, uh, still something you need to do or, or someone will die and there's stakes. Uh, right. So I, you know, I wanted the story game freedom without the, um, I don't know, the weightlessness of ramble turducken or like anything I've seen from any of the story games that I've played. Well, yeah, I mean, there's, there's this sort of spectrum, right. Of like improv, uh, improv acting exercise. To yeah. You. All the way to, you know, um, Phoenix Command level, like, yeah, uh, windage yeah. of bullets. Like, uh, I can and, answer every question about my character except his name. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know his physical mass. <laughs> yeah. And what a shotgun shell will and, do to his upper shoulder. Yeah. The Coriolis effect of the earth. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and and so like uh, all tabletop RPGs, I feel fall somewhere between those two ex- very extreme things, and indie storytelling games tend to fall much closer to the improv acting exercise uh, than an actual than a game, a game that you can win or lose. Like yeah, which yeah, which isn't the I'm not trying to poo poo either of those game styles. Yeah. Uh, it just as the game came together, it became. Um, it became clear to me that you could use those two play styles to bounce across each other. Like mm-hmm. you could use the hammy. You need to come up with something funny and weird to say like of improv mm-hmm. to fuel the, you know, deductive. Well, if we do this, this we will save this much time and making this diagnosis, which is also a part of the game. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, as Greg Stolze said, when he played it, you've made a game that mechanically rewards being a ham. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, that's, that's great. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, um, so yeah, that, that was the idea. And then the other idea was, um, once I had the list idea, I wanted to make it app assisted. So the original goal was to make fam something you could play in a convention, mm-hmm. like after close, like yeah. you just had a phone app and then the rules were very simple and the phone taught them to you. And then you just played it. Not very demanding. In terms not, of- not very demanding in terms of rules and whatnot. Yeah. Um, which is still the case, and I still think you could play it, um, but COVID put a kibosh on <laughs> the mobile-only version of it, even though um, we have sort of stumbled into having a website now. We have a beta of it. It works really well, mm-hmm. thanks to Burke and Brownie, um, and they have you know programmed that for free thus far, so hopefully the Kickstarter makes and we can make it a big thing. But yeah, yeah. It's a, a amazingly well-working prototype, and yeah. Can you run it without the app? I mean, does the app just do a lot of the... the oh, yeah. The, so the way the game is laid out, the the basic game is just you printed stuff out and mm-hmm. you're playing at your table. That's how the book is written. Um, but then there's also uh, a rule called outsourcing illness. Yeah. Which is um, you have like seven people at the table. So someone plays the disease mm-hmm. and someone plays the patient and then everybody else plays the 
well, providers. Someone plays the patient with the disease. That's one person. No, no, not okay. an outsourcing illness. Oh, okay. In the regular world, in the regular game, you are the patient and you know what you have, but you can't tell anybody. You can only. Oh, it. okay. In outsourcing illness, somebody just gives you cards with symptoms on them, and you have to figure. But only that person knows what the disease is. Oh, okay. Um, but if you like, ask gods for aid mm-hmm. and deities. Like that's the person who has to role play it, or if yeah. you need test results. They have to fill that in. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a way to do it if you have like large player counts. And then, uh, or you don't want to use the website. Yeah. Like, or you don't want to use the website. Yeah. Um, or but can, you, but, but you still don't want to know what you have as the patient. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, or you could use the computer virus variant, which is no one knows anything. The, the website does everything for mm-hmm. you. Um, it doesn't do everything for you, but it tells you whether you're right or wrong as you try and solve the puzzle. Mm. <clears throat> yeah, so there are three variants that. Uh, okay. So we didn't get rid of anything. We just expanded back into the more traditional scope once. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I stopped believing that conventions were going to exist. Yeah. But, but there was a significant period there where I didn't think society was going to exist yeah, anymore. Um, yeah. And I'm not entirely sold <laughs> that well, that is past. Uh, but uh, I'm a little bit more confident, confident yeah. enough to go to Kickstarter. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like Kickstarter itself. I mean, that's the important thing. <laughs> yeah, there's enough of society to support Kickstarter. <laughs> that's all that matters. That's all that you need, really. Um, so, uh, so yeah, you you started working on this before the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, not not too long though. Like, uh, uh, well, I've had the idea for a little bit. But the 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 earnest work, the first play test we did was like two D twenty lists mm-hmm. in Jason's basement. Yeah. And it was then, like what, 2018 or 2019? <clears throat> yeah, something like that. And yeah. then I went to Metatopia 2019. Okay. And at that point I completed the full list. So um that involved working with uh Ryan Laxon, who is a biology teacher I worked with, and he helped yeah. me do the biology side. So actual doctors did that side. I just wrote it down and mm-hmm. then changed it when the mechanics didn't work. So it's also not accurate. Um, <laughs> I'm shocked. But the super side I did. And once I had the D100 list, then we went to Metatopia. And uh, Metatopia was really figuring out ways to deal with the fact that I made a game that ran off a enormous spreadsheet. So. Yeah. Uh, I had a Metatopia. I had a cartoonishly large poster. Yeah. That I unfurled. I think I remember we, that. Yeah. That we used like a whiteboard. We used that here. Well, yeah. I had an easel uh, <laughs> that I had to carry on a plane. Um, we tried cards uh, and we figured out a way to do that uh, after experimenting to the cards. But once the list was done, it was just getting the mechanics kind of hammered out. And that actually moved pretty quickly um, mm-hmm. because there wasn't other mechanical concerns about balance or anything like that. Once you just had that big mm-hmm. list working yeah. for itself. Yeah. So, um, at that point, uh, Burke and Brownie came in. I, I tried multiple times, um, to see if someone could help me program it. Cause I don't know. So I asked Spencer, um, and he gave me a meeting and he was nice enough to get his boss to prevent, uh, himself from laughing before <laughs> I left. Yeah. Uh, and then I had another gentleman who was helping me and yeah. then that fell through because of COVID. But uh, Brownie Davis and Burke are solid folks. Mm-hmm. And they insisted on helping and they made a fantastic version of it. And so that that is when I really started developing for the Kickstarter because once the website sort of existed, I realized, okay, I can get play tests of this done during COVID now. I can get them recorded I can show people what it is mm-hmm. and um, now it's just a matter of having art. And that was like September, October. 
Mm -hmm. And so I've been working on it pretty much all year since. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you switched, uh, so switching to like a primarily online, well, pretty much entirely online development mode, not, um, not just collaborating with people online. Uh, for example, you started using a discord, uh, for development, like having your team, the people who are helping you with it and play testers show up for that. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, was that like, how challenging was that to like get used to or to integrate into your, uh, development cycle? Not very hard at all once it was up the the hardest part was the technical part for me because i'm yeah. so bad at that stuff um but I, I started the discord server and i cordoned off a place for fellow designers um and i don't see myself going back to the other way of doing it because the other way is just doing it via email yeah <clears throat> which is discord's just faster mm -hmm. and then um it's it's also like there's parts of the game design process that I do because they need to be done, not mm -hmm. because I think they're vital to like the appearance of the game, like, which means I can nix things. But like when Patsy's like, I need a visual joke to go on this whiteboard. If I don't have one off the top of my head, he's just sitting there twiddling his thumbs yeah. until I send him an email back. Um, but then like Brownie will hop in with something or Laurel will hop in with something. I'm like, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. And it's just infinitely more time saving. Mm -hmm. I think it makes for a better, more collaborative product. Um, and everybody gets kind of meet each other and know what they're doing, which is interesting because we don't have an office and mm -hmm. I don't know what anybody's face looks like or, you know, what some of their faces, I don't know what some of their faces look like, but like, <laughs> yeah, like I, I don't want to be like, I don't see color, but yeah, like, yeah, I was yeah. like, I think I have a diverse staff. I don't know. They're just yeah. internet handles yeah. in many cases, especially on art. Um, and so it's kind of cool to see them more often. Yeah. Uh, and it, cause I, I don't get a chance to collaborate them with them in person, which is fine, but, mm -hmm. um, yeah, the discord's cool. And then I can get them in on games, which also helps a lot if, oh, yeah? cause it's, well, y you want people to understand the tone of what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And before, before you could do a bunch of APs, of that, like that just involves writing out your elevator pitch a million times in every email you send to anybody you want to work with. Um, so that speeds that up. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then, uh, the other thing about like, I could also do like AP. So for instance, Patsy mm -hmm. who has done, he's doing work on, uh, phase anatomy and God, it was a product designed for his art. So. <laughs> um, I, I say that as if I did it intentionally. No, I just, it's just right up his alley and I lucked out. Happy um, accident. Yeah. But he is, he worked on red markets and whatnot, but he listened to actual plays. Mm -hmm. So it was a lot easier to get him on the theme of what red markets was. Whereas other people I'm having to explain it. I have a design Bible for red markets mm -hmm. and all other kind of stuff. Cause not everybody wants to watch APs or listen to them either. Mm -hmm. So, um, being actual to play, with the people who are going to be involved in your project um, and, ha and see them sort of like light up and get things and yeah. get new ideas. That is, that's a lot uh, easier to do on discord than it yeah. was before. So um, what kind of uh, uh, advice would you give to people who want to set up their own discord uh, or similar? I mean, there, there, uh, um, I think Slack can do similar things and there's other, obviously other, probably other services like, in terms of organizing, because I noticed you like had a pretty well organized, like in terms of like channels and like, here's the permissions, here's the pin, you know, stuff like that. Like, I don't know. What kind of things did you learn from doing that? Uh, well, you need to cordon off a space where you can work mm -hmm. like because you have bad ideas and you don't want them all to be 
yeah. subject to public view. They're like, I, I know I have an open design process, but there's like, yeah. there is a step that I don't show people between yeah. recorded podcasts <laughs> and what? wrote something down on a napkin. This lack of transparency is. <clears throat> yeah, uh, wrote something yeah. down on a napkin. Um, How dare. Yeah, like there's, there's pre-alpha versions of things, but mm-hmm. um, I don't know. It's not the military, but you're the captain. Yeah. That's what I would say. Like you need to be, you need to know what you want to do and you need to be able to spot when it's going a direction you don't want it to go. And everyone needs to be cool with you saying, yeah, I have veto power. We're not yeah. doing that. Um, and I say that as if I've ever exercised it. I have not. I just think that's rational mm-hmm. um, when you are manning the project. Um, because I haven't had to say that or anything like that. It's just been mm-hmm. pretty good because the only people in there know what they're doing. And yeah. Um, and also like it gets them more excited to work on it. There's, there's big parts of freelancing for RPGs for projects where you're just twiddling your thumbs. Like yeah. without that discord server, mm-hmm. Simeon, our, our, our graphic designer, for instance, uh, doing, doing layout, uh, Cogswell. Yeah. Yeah. I, he would just know this project of like me emailing you. I'm getting closer. Yeah. Any day now you available sometime in June, like yeah, that yeah. kind of stuff, which like, I know I'm communicating clearly and he's communicating back, but it's still just another rando RPG writer. Yeah. Going after my very in demand skill set mm-hmm. and what, but, <laughs> but now whenever he wants to see, like he can see that, like I've got art up there and Patsy's working on things and, and Laura's asking questions about editing. And so like, it's, it's very clear. Like That's, it's, it's more comforting as a freelancer, I would imagine oh, as an yeah. employer, because you get mm-hmm. to see progress of Activity, other people. Yeah. 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 Cause we talked before about project management is about making sure no one has to wait on you. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> or at least the minimum amount of people have to wait on you. Um, you, you can't get rid of that entirely. Like I got to no. finish writing the book and other people have to finish art and like all that kind of stuff. Um, but I think this helps doing mm-hmm. it kind of on the open like that. Cause you can be like, Oh yeah. Cause I don't demand his attention at every time if, and I'm not going to demand Laura's attention very soon once yeah. she's done editing and she's well, already done like three passes, yeah. but like, she's still going to see it develop. She's still going to know there's progress. It's not going to be like, I wonder if that guy who emailed me four months ago is going to get back. Yeah. yeah. It's going to give them confidence too, because yeah, like, yeah. I mean, the last thing you want is a freelancer to work on a project that n- doesn't go anywhere, which absolutely happens. When oh yeah. Quite a bit. I've been it, on projects. Yeah. So and yeah. maybe the majority of projects yeah, for yeah. even some people, but, yeah. um, and while I don't think I was ever going to do that, because like obviously Red Marcus didn't do that, I think the Discord does help with that. Yeah, because yeah, even I kind of feel like, oh my god, what have I done on fam lately? <laughs> because it'll be like, well, I'm just like trying to scrounge together money to buy pre-art assets for the Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to do this or that, and it doesn't feel like progress because mm-hmm. you are waiting. For, but then I'll get a new batch of art, or there mm-hmm. will be like a hey, let's try this font, and like yeah. Yeah, that that stuff is all very useful. So. Oh yeah, yeah. That's that's a good idea. I mean, yeah. Again, God, freelancers just you 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 work and it just goes into a void. You don't know what's happening. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's also uh, good because then you can kind of see the also see the history. Like you can go back because Discord, all the messages are saved, so you can see the evolution of like and because um, one thing I know when I'm working on a longer longer project is you get. You, you so focus on the immediate task, then like you wonder, oh, is this still the same vision I had six months ago or whatever? Mm-hmm. And you can go back and make sure that like you're you're either you're it's changed and oh, shit, I need to change it back to the way I saw it. Or wait, this is better. You know, that kind of thing. So um, I think that's another benefit. Uh, 
Uh, I think it also holds for sensitivity stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah, for not, sure. I'm I'm not saying it's like in lieu of a sensitivity read or an editor or anything like that. Um, it's no. not a way to save money, but um, yeah, we were having an art discussion the other day, and uh, like I, I think Patsy said something like, "Is this too gay? Like, is this going to alienate people? Because mm-hmm. I want it to look like this." I'm like, "No, no, just turn it up to." 11 gay and break off the knob. I don't care. Uh, I don't want those people to read my book if they're pissed off about that. Yeah. Um, but then it led to a discussion about what goes in the scene. And I'm like, well, I, I mean, I know visually what I would read, but I am the, the whitest, breadiest human on the planet. Like I, I can say what, like I would read as that way, mm-hmm. but like, but then there's other people on the, on the crew that have like way more experience on that stuff. than I do. Yeah. And I'm like, I, I just make it gay. I don't care how it's gay. It's just PG 13 gay. Uh, yeah. like, uh, other than that, like I, you would be better off dictating what is in this image than I would. And mm-hmm. it's just a fact. Whereas if you just do email and you were the choke point, yeah, I better make a decision about this or I better send a separate email to someone who's like, hello, gay friend. Yeah. <laughs> T- tell me about <laughs> is this an acceptable the level? world of the gays no. like <laughs> like yeah like i don't want to you know that is awkward mm-hmm. no one likes to do that yeah um and then uh also i would be inept at it compared to someone who has that lived experience so yeah. that's another thing that's kind of helped with mm-hmm. yeah um and and speaking of change over time like how has the the rules and the content. I mean, we talked a little bit about that, but have there been any other like massive changes in the iterations, especially in like maybe in the last year since you started focusing on the online stuff? Um, rule wise, we just kind of tweak some of the language on the specializations because mm-hmm. the, the way character classes work in it is um, they're basically rule breaking powers. We mm-hmm. only get to use them once. Um, and then we've mainly tweaked, how often the patient interrupts their own treatment mm-hmm. uh, with patient drama. Um, we've also made the game a lot harder in initial play tests. There were very in initial play tests, the game, um, the disease always moved forward. Mm-hmm. No matter what the providers were doing, the disease was stomping forward towards death. Um, and I think that freaked people out cause they didn't, I just said medical game and condition is serious. And I think everyone just gets kind of focused on that mm-hmm. and not the fact that like, Hey man, you're a necromancer. It's, it's fine. <laughs> He's up again. Like it's yeah, not yeah, going to yeah. matter. Um, but people were just like, Oh, it's really hard. I didn't feel like we could do it. I feel like we barely did it. I feel like it's too hard. Uh, and I'm like, okay. So like I, I hedged it back and hedged it back and hedged it back. And by the time we got to Metatopia, it's just like, um, yeah, they're good. Like we cured, it. <laughs> they're fine. It was it was like not even outpatient um, mm-hmm. levels of seriousness. So I, I have uh, made it more difficult again because I think as people, because now we have art, mm-hmm. and like art tells a story so much better than anything you can say. Oh yeah, yeah. And yeah, so yeah. You just show people the cover with a guy who has a snake mustache, and you're just like, oh yeah, okay. Well, yeah, it's <laughs> challenging, but I want to beat it. But yeah. I'm also not concerned about this guy dying. In fact, it's kind of funny if he dies mm-hmm. in like more Schadenfreude or puniful ways. Like, I think we had a play test once where a guy died four times, and they just kept <laughs> bringing him back. <laughs> At the end, it's like, please, please, just please. Let me go. yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah. Um, so. Uh, I've, yeah, I've made it a little bit more difficult and challenging, mm-hmm. uh, or rather I've remade it difficult and challenging again. Mm-hmm. Um, we've, we've tweaked the numbers on some stuff and language, but otherwise it's just, um, it's a lot of lists, mm-hmm. a lot of like drama lists for your 
if you don't know what you want to do with your doctors and mm-hmm. dramas for patients, if you don't watch a lot of those shows and see the absurdly suicidal behavior of everyone who is treated at these fictional hospitals. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's, it's just, uh, a lot of scut work writing, but mm-hmm. that that's what I am best at. As if you didn't notice from red yeah. markets, you know, give me a D 100. Mm-hmm. Good. I will, I will crack away at that. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Cause I, I remember in our, in the latest play test that we've done, um, it got to the point where as a player group, we had to sort of strategize as a team about what to do next mm-hmm. and not only keeping track of our resources, you know, our, our expertise and our um, specialties, uh, but like the patient condition. And so we had to be aware of like what other players specialties could do so we could figure out the timing of like when, yeah. when to get the most bang for your buck by using this specialty um at this time and so uh was that i imagine that so having this every player had to like to some degree have some knowledge of it yeah that's great yeah, yeah. and it i i think it led to a better sense of accomplishment at the end of it mm-hmm. um which is good because i i don't know when i i not to pick on the story gains because i'm not um yeah but um because because my problem with the heavier traditional games as I never cared in the first place. Like there's just no reaction. But when I finish like a, a very improv heavy story game, I am glad I hung out with my friends. Yeah. But that's about it. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm glad I hung out with my friends and I hope we told a good story. But in this one, like I'm glad I hung out with my friends. I hope we told a good story. And then we all kind of feel like, yeah, we did it. Yeah. Yeah. You beat we, it we did it. Yeah. 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 We, we beat a problem. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I, I kind of like that sensation. Yeah. Um, I mean, sometimes it's fine to lose. Like uh, recently, my friends, some friends and I got together to play a cooperative uh, board game called The Banishing. We lost and played three times in a row. Well, that's the nature of the band. <laughs> yeah. The game is wickedly difficult. Yeah, um, it is. And uh, but it was still fun. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, that that <clears throat> is an interesting thing, because like indie storytelling games don't really have that like the the joy of beating a game like, yeah, yeah, yeah and that's not really their point they want to tell a story and like collaboratively craft a narrative mm-hmm. um and you're trying to sort of i get i guess phase anatomy is trying to find that balance between yeah game just and have st- the cake and eat it too yeah yeah thing. yeah um mm-hmm. yeah and we'll, we'll we'll see how people uh react to it <laughs> hopefully yeah um yeah uh so yeah i guess now now you're since the game is basically ready to play um and your work, you've got art. Um, uh, I don't know what the state of the layout is, but um, we haven't started that yet. Okay, uh, we're we're basically waiting to see how much art we can get. Oh yeah, yeah, because yeah. that that's uh, so yeah, because that would be a stretch goal for the Kickstarter, I imagine. Yeah, so we have stretch goals for adding additional art. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a stretch goal for adding an additional style of art, mm-hmm. which we've never done. So Patsy's, we've it's hard to do a game book that has a consistent look. Mm-hmm. Um, just at the best of times. Uh, and, uh, so we've decided to do Patsy will do the in character art mm-hmm. of the world of fam. He will, he will show you what characters in fam are seeing. Yeah. Um, but, uh, there's another fantastic artist that he has introduced me to, uh, Jessica Nugent. Mm-hmm. And I'm really hoping to bring her on. And I, I've, I've been able to afford a few test pieces to show people off in the Kickstarter, but I haven't showed them off yet. Um, but she is a medical il- illustrator by trade. Oh, okay. Um, so basically I told her, just do what you do normally, but put weird shit in it. Like, do you ever get bored drawing a femur and you want to put 
eyes like eyes on it go yeah, for it and yeah. she's just like yes so um she's just been rolling on the disease list and just drawing it but it looks like you know like da vinci anatomical illustrations mm-hmm. so if we get enough money for that one of the reasons we haven't done layout yet is that i really want to pepper mm-hmm. the dsmmm with that because it's basically going to be laid out like tax code okay like yeah. it's it's going to be laid out for maximum flippability mm-hmm. because you are going to be I mean, I like that term flippability. Yeah. Well, if you're, I mean, if you ever LARPed on this, which is another stretch goal we'd like to do one day, but like, it's basically a physical object you could use to play the game. Like Mm -hmm. it it is the book that a character in fam would be using to solve supernatural medicine. Um, So we want to make it look, we want to make that back half of the book, which is the majority of the book. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's like 40,000 words of like nonsense about fake diseases <laughs> in case you need a prompt and then like 20,000 words of rules of which you could probably condense 40,000 words of fake disease nonsense of fake diseases yeah <laughs> yeah uh, um, i mean if that's not a sell line a tagline for that but yeah we want to so like she drew narcissistic narcissistic ebola yeah so there's like plants sprouting out of all of the hemorrhagic fever wounds oh my god and it's just nightmarish looking mm-hmm. but it's like anatomically drawn so like uh and then she just sent me a uh, fey myocardial infarction, which is uh, a uh, fairy clogged in your inferior vena cava. Oh, no. So it's, she's got like the cutaway with the diagrams and the <laughs> blow ups. And there's like a little like fairy caught in the Tinker valve. Bell, no. Just like looking, not dead, just like looking like, ah, jeez, got caught in the heart valve. <laughs> just it, Yeah, it's great. So yeah. I, re- I really want to add that in. Mm-hmm. Um, we have endnotes mm-hmm. because um, I, I demanded Laura cite her sources. Yeah, because I'm a weirdo and mm-hmm. still have teacher in me. Yeah, um, but we would like to include all those because you know maybe you could learn something from the PDF, like mm-hmm. on the natural side. Yeah, and then I don't know if we make a bunch of money, maybe I'll add a bunch of nonsense on the super side, and I'll mm-hmm. just make up bullshit citations for magical tombs that don't exist, uh, and put them in the endnotes. Mm-hmm. Well, David Foster Wallace said, I, "I yeah." So layout is the one thing we don't have done because I don't know how much we can afford to do. Um, that well, that that's a good reason. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So what else have you done in terms of uh? Well, what have you done in terms of preparing for the Kickstarter and like? Um, obviously you're, you, you, you know how to start. It sounds like you've structured it pretty well, but like, um, well, you helped me shoot a trailer. Yeah. Yeah. Cause we couldn't afford to do the animated trailer. Yeah, check that out. I prefer. Yeah. The amazing green screen effects. Amazing green screen effects. Yeah. Uh, the directing is phenomenal. The puppetry of the skeleton. Yeah. The skeleton puppetry is a plus. Yeah. The, the acting. Yeah. Wow. Uh, You're just going to hit sit here and just flame Aaron for his. Well, amazing. I'm talking about myself. Oh, okay. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. No, the, <laughs> Aaron and the skeleton were great. Um, okay. So there's that. Uh, we prepped that. I had to write all the ad copy, of course. Mm-hmm. And, um, we staggered the release. So I did one launched, uh, Delta green dead channels and have it on games, open design before yeah. we launched that. So we could talk it up as much as possible. Um, otherwise to prepare, I have really just been, you know, budgeting, figuring things out of that nature. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a little bit more complicated because I am doing uh freelancer raises in between every stretch goal. Mm-hmm. So that, that, uh, that's basically a stretch goal you don't get in between a stretch goal you do. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in terms of like cost versus profit. So mm-hmm. that changed the math a little bit from what I did on red markets. 
Um, but otherwise, preparing for the Kickstarter, I've been just trying to uh, apocalypse-proof the distribution chain. Um, Is it all going to be print-on-demand? Yeah, everything's POD, everything's through Lightning Source. Yeah. It, and I will be perfectly honest. It's not because I think I'm going to get the best quality out of that if we go color. Yeah. Even though I think it will be very good quality and very passable. I, I understand it would be better. And I understand it would make more money as an offset print run. But um, Republicans still exist. So no. I am absolutely not doing shipping ever again. No. Uh, <laughs> like, they do want to kill the post office. Yeah, they want to kill the post office. Uh, they want to start trade wars. Yeah. And that's not even counting pandemics. And, yeah. Uh, the sixth hurricane season for record setter in a row. And I like, I'm not putting books on a boat from China. I'm just not doing it anymore. Yeah. Uh, and like, and if lightning source goes down, I think you're going to have better problems than my Kickstarter. Got me. <laughs> uh, because they have like tons of printing sites yeah, yeah. all over the place. So um, yeah, the print options are going to be, you're going to play uh, print cost plus shipping. You'll have a coupon for everything else. And you'll get that through the Kickstarter mm-hmm. and everything else is going to be PDFs. Coupon. Oh, and add-ons. I've never done add-ons before. So I had to figure that out. Oh yeah. Are you going through a backer kit for that? No, no. I, I'm just doing PDFs uh, okay. for the add-ons, but um, PDFs uh, of Abaddon game stuff. So oh, and red markets. all of no security, yeah. all the red market stuff that okay. has been published to date. You can get um, PDFs mm-hmm. on sale through the Kickstarter. If you add them onto your pledge. Okay. Well, um, and, yeah. I, and I hadn't done big boy Kickstarter stuff like that before. Yeah. Because it's mainly just like. It's a lot of extra work. Yeah. Well, calculate. it's mainly, I wrote this scenario. Yeah. Please. <laughs> would you like it? Um, yeah. Uh, so. Well, now you do have a backlog. Yeah. Now I have a backlog. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it, w- it would be tempting to do like a very limited edition, like hardcover book. That's because uh, our American printers, I know Eclipse Phase uses an American printer. Um, but that would be very expensive uh, and uh, a lot of extra heartache for that. Yeah. And I'm not saying I'm not going to do uh, like print runs on stuff again. Mm-hmm. Like I'd like to do a second edition of red markets one day and yeah. um, we're working on Slingstone for uh, heaven on games, open design, which is another version of the profit system. And, you know, with big superhero art from varying different, mm-hmm. like, it's settingless, so you can do your own setting. So we can yeah. have just we can have artists from all over do their draw me a superhero to kill kind of thing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I want that book to be like big and pretty, but this is going to be six by nine. You play it in an hour and a half. Yeah, I want it to look cool, but I don't want it to be. Uh, uh, You're going. I don't want it to be another book. Yeah. A bookshelf breaker like yeah, red yeah. markets. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, also like look at dread and fiasco. Those are just, yeah. Yeah. And it's going to be more substantially more essential than those. Uh, yeah. It's going to be a much larger book than that, hopefully. Uh, but, but yeah, I just, I, I will go back to, I had a great experience with my printer through red markets. Mm-hmm. Um, not so much with the people, the book were being said to, but uh, the definitely the, well, the majority of them were fine too. Uh, but yeah, I will go back to that. It's just not going to be. I don't think it's right for a project like this, mm-hmm. and I don't. I definitely don't think it's right for the time. Because again, not entirely sure society will exist by the time I'm fulfilling this. Uh, like so, yeah. I mean, Holly's here in our state. Yeah, waiting. <laughs> like it's. I, I'm not going to risk uh, some other midterm disaster mm-hmm. uh, completely unrelated to my Kickstarter. So yeah. 
Um, yeah, geez. That's, <laughs> that's a good point. Um, and well, are there any, um, what, what are the ultimate plans for like the website in terms of, I mean, I, I know you mentioned you're going to have the, uh, user interface, uh, layout of the, the site redesigned to be more user friendly. Oh yeah. 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 That, that is where it will all go to is yeah art assets and UI improvements because, uh, Brownie and Burke have really just done an amazing job with it. Like they've figured out a way to code your intake date into being the numbers that are your actual disease. So Mm -hmm. when you put in your intake date, that's just your intake date, but that actually tells the machine what disease you have and communicates that to the providers and the, and the patient. So like you don't, you, you can't even metagame it. You can't even metagame that like, Oh, I rolled 6114. So I have this, uh, you're just like, Oh no, I, I came in on the, 21st and that means something mm. like you just have to yeah it's really cool um so they have the technical know-how we just need art assets um we need somebody who can do it for mobile mm-hmm. and they're they're just really smart people <laughs> they're not that are doing completely unrelated jobs on um, mm-hmm. out of the goodness of their heart mm-hmm. um and hopefully money when I get the Kickstarter. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, hopefully. Uh, but, uh, they're not, op- they're not trained to optimize that kind of stuff. So I would need to hire people. Mm-hmm. Um, but also they're not going to be building it from scratch. It's basically done. We just need to move stuff around nice, and make it look pretty. Yeah. Yeah. Making things pretty. Cause now it looks like a geo cities page, but it's, it's got a certain, it's got a genus quality. Genus a jank <laughs> is more like it, but yeah. Oh. It, hey, it works. It works. Thank God. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe have that option on there for the old jank side for those. <laughs> yeah. When you want to do it. Yeah. In my day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, uh, the nostalgia of it. Um, cool. I prefer the Brown webpage. But, <laughs> yeah. Cool. Um, are you going to open up the or create a separate Discord for the community, or uh, open that up your existing Discord? To- uh, I am going to open up the existing Discord for okay. fam and expand the threads outside of the quarantine, where mm-hmm. we keep all the filthy freelancers <laughs> and me, yeah, away from the healthy cool. populace. Um, yeah. but yeah, that yeah, that Discord's going to also be um, for people. Yeah, cool. Uh, maybe eventually you can make a discord bot for it. Cause we know how well those work. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, if it can, the discord bot can generate two numbers. It can give you a disease yeah. or like, yeah, they're yeah. dice bot. We all love dice bot. There. Yeah. <laughs> it's very fair and generous. Um, <laughs> it is not. Uh, so, uh, cool. So phase anatomy kickstarting May 28th. So it should be up by the time you listen to this. Uh, it's going until when, uh, June 28th. So June 20, 31 like, days, a uh, full month. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, uh, uh, check it. We'll have link in the show notes, obviously, uh, be sure to check it out. Um, and Caleb, you are, uh, at Hebedon Gcal on Twitter. So people, you can ask him questions there, um, or on this site or wherever really that Caleb can be found. Yeah. I'm all <laughs> over the place. You're all over the place. Um, yeah. Any final thoughts on, uh, phase anatomy? Um, if you want to see it played, it's uh, for free on YouTube. We've oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll have a link to the uh, play because uh, we have Greg Solzy. Uh, yeah. We played a full session with Greg Solzy and um, it was his first time seeing the game. So we explain everything to him and uh, you can see the website, at least from my perspective, because I mm-hmm. recorded my screen um, and that basically covers the full mechanics and you can get a nice 90 minute sample. Yeah. Uh, so that's on YouTube and it's also on my Patreon for free 
on Heaven on Games Open Design or patreon.com backslash hgod. Cool. Um, all right. Well, I know I'll put links to all that too. And just, just there's going to be a lot of links. There's links. There's yeah. links. There, there shall be links. <laughs> uh, well, thank you for listening. Uh, I am at Ross Payton on Twitter. And of course, you can leave comments here on RPPR. And uh, we'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.